arrived. We are broadcasting Raw Live from my ass. Boom, boom. I'd rather watch two old women slap my ass. <laughs> Woo. That's as tough as a chunk of my ass. Here comes the biggest ass. The big man is back. Jim Ross. 350 pounds. Say hello to my ass. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the greatest spectacle on earth. My ass. 30 men will enter. My ass. You know what I mean. The most important thing to a tag team is my ass. I totally agree with you, JR. Here you go, King. Kiss my ass. I wish you would jump on top of me, JR. It disgusts me to see my ass. My daughter's nursery rhymes are more aggressive than this. I can't help but look at the butt, JR. What? Welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. It's Wednesday night. We're here with yet another podcast. I'm getting podcasted uh, out here with these G1 shows and Dynamite every week. So, uh, But we're, we're, we're pushing forward, and so it's Dynamite tonight. Uh, as mentioned earlier on our review for the G1 night, seven uh so if you're if you if you haven't checked out our reviews for the g1 be sure to do that you'll find them all relatively close to one another we have nights one two three four five six and seven now and we're gonna have eight tomorrow morning let me get a little bit of a break so that's nice um but yeah check out the g1 reviews they're always fun and they're always under an hour so that's always good as well uh but introductions i'm pat i am your returning uh, favorite member of Deep Six Wrestling, the glorious Robbie Rotten. It's been a little uh, while, so I'm back. I'm Joey. Yeah. Oh, okay. Bub, 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 he was bub. just thinking about how much he hates balding men. Yeah. He was Ass. thinking about, he was trying to think about what his name was. Um, yeah. uh, typically, whenever Joey or Rob have uh, been the champion, they always introduce themselves as the champ. Uh, so I guess, you know, I, sh- I should have done that for myself. I did win our Clash of Champions predictions. We never did a podcast because I sent the predictions out very late, uh, but mm-hmm. I did I did win. So I am the champ, and the title is now on the line for us four and technically Sam in the G1 predictions. Uh, so. so far, only Pat and I are really in the running. <laughs> So. Yes, but it can change. In a, in it a, could a, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's, me and you, for... the two of us have been pretty consistent. You more so than me, but we've been pretty yes. consistent the last few. Weeks. I did have back to back two nights of uh, perfect predictions. That so. is, yeah, that's why you pulled ahead of me so much. Yes, but I'm getting, was, I'm still in the, satisfied. I'm still in the running. Um, but so Clash of Champions, we didn't have a review, but I'm going to toss it over to Rob since he did watch the show. Uh, he can talk about that for a little bit, and then we'll go over. Uh, our prediction. Well, I'm not going to go through the whole prediction, but who won, who lost, and yeah. uh, what the punishment that Ryan's doing is. So, Rob, it's all you. I mean, hey, it wasn't the best show of the year or anything, but there were some good things that happened. Definitely ups and downs, but overall, I thought I think I enjoyed it. Um, of course, the opening match I have to talk about because it was the triple threat ladder match for the Intercontinental on Intercontinental Championship. Sami Zayn, AJ Styles, and the champion Jeff Hardy. And oh my God, these three destroyed each other. This was probably the most creative ladder match I've seen in years. Just some of the spots were like insane. Jeff Hardy uh, jumped onto like an upside down ladder and destroyed his ribs at one point. I guess like he was trying to hit Sammy or AJ and when they moved out of the way, I don't know. 
have you seen any of these spots? Like, have you? Uh, I have seen gifts from the match. I there seen was the an, match, another one like where um, Jeff was climbing up, climbing up a ladder, and Sammy started to like tip it over. So Jeff started to climb up the all the way up the ladder to the other side. He was like slithering like a snake down the ladder towards Sammy, and Sammy flipped the ladder and it went over the top rope, and Jeff landed in between the two sides of the ladder on the apron. It was disgusting. That sounds hot. And legit, uh, Jeff did a swanton off of a giant ladder through a table to Sammy. No, I think it was through another ladder, but this was in the first, like, 15 minutes of the match. The match was, like, oh. almost a half hour. Oh, so dude. you'd think that's the big spot of the match, but it wasn't because, you know, there was still another 10 minutes at least. Uh, but Sammy ends up winning the championships by he handcuffed Jeff to a ladder through his earlobe. Okay, see, so I saw the I saw the finish, and I was confused how the handcuffs yeah. came in. Sammy okay. had handcuffs, and then uh, he tried to handcuff um, AJ to the ropes, but AJ like stopped him. So Sammy handcuffed himself to AJ. So AJ was trying to carry Sammy up the ladder to get the titles, and then Jeff comes in with the ladder holding on to his face. And those two are fighting. Sammy has a key in his mouth and unlocks himself and takes them both out. And then he wins the championships. It was like ingenious. Very, very great. Uh, definitely creative. I really loved the match. Um, and yeah, that was honestly, that's one of the matches of the year for me, for sure. Definitely uh, my one of my favorite WWE matches, at least. So, really, really good stuff. What a way to open the show. Um, Asuka and Zelina, I thought, had a solid match. I mean, it wasn't anything super crazy, but, you know, Zelina looked pretty good, and I'm hoping to see her get more in-ring opportunities. Asuka's always fantastic, so uh, definitely looking forward to seeing more from Zelina. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the they, There was that really awkward finish to the tag title match. Uh, the speculation that Garza was injured because, uh, uh, you know, Angelo Dawkins hit his weird, like, spine buster finisher and pinned Andrade, who clearly kicked out at, like, two, two and a half, and the ref just kept counting and ended the match. Uh, so that, that happened. That was definitely a, a low point of the show. Um, a lot of, I mean, polarizing opinions on McIntyre and Orton. I thought the match itself was solid, but I definitely can agree that, uh, the legends helping Drew doesn't do anything for him. It probably kind of makes him look worse. So I don't know, but it does obviously, as we saw on Monday, they're continuing the feud because Randy Orton used those spy kids goggles to take out the legends. We get a, another McIntyre and Orton. I, 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 I saw that segment. I'm assuming it was kind of silly. I agree. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm assuming a little silly. I think the sound effects, the, the sound effects uh, were really silly. <laughs> it was, it was, it was something for sure. But yeah. I guess we're getting Orton and McIntyre inside the cell. Yeah. So I'm assuming that, and then Banks and Bailey are your two cell matches. Yeah. Unless, Which, I mean, to be fair, at this point, I don't think point. Orton's ever going to win it. To uh, be honest. Banks came back and beat the hell out of Bailey with a chair. So that was a really great segment on the show. So uh, that's another high point of Clash of Champions. 
And actually, the main event, which everyone was making fun of, oh my god, Jey Uso is getting a title match? That was actually really great. Uh, Jey Uso, I mean, I don't think he's a future like main eventer or anything, but he really <laughs> proved that he can hang. And Roman as like a monster heel is like one of the best things in the in wrestling right now. He was an absolute like prick, and it was amazing. He just beat the hell out of Jimmy Uso or Jay Uso. Sorry, that's part of the that's part of the issue that Jay Uso's having is that nobody can tell him apart. Um, and Jimmy Uso came out throughout threw down uh, threw in the towel because he could not bear to watch his twin brother get beat down anymore. Because Roman would not end the match. He just kept beating him up. So, uh, it was a really great way to end the show. I don't care what anyone anyone says. Like, it's not really like a typical main event of a show, but, uh, people really seem to like it. And I am one of those people. So, uh, not my favorite pay per view of the year, but there was uh, a lot of great stuff. So, okay. Um, I saw Roman came out with a new outfit. Did he Um, new music? Nope. No new music okay. yet. He did say he's going to get it eventually. He just basically looked like he was wearing his shield pants without the without yeah. The vest. I did. I did see that. Which I uh, sure. I hope he changes up the pants and boots. But I whatever. Agree. I'd rather. I don't know. It's all at least the, vest the is music gone. is the most important thing to me. He needs to ditch the shield music. I've been saying that for years. You need honestly. What they should give him is now that he's not with the company, he's back in the NFL. They should just give him Gronk's WWE theme, uh, please. And Gronk then he has to come days. out like Gronk did, where dance oh, like how he danced. My God, yeah, I like Please. it. Um, so do you think Roman is? Who do you think Roman's going for, or who's going for Roman? At, um, um, that's a good question. Jimmy, I, Jimmy Uso. I could see no Jimmy Uso. I'm sure he's is, still injured. Uh, with an ACL injury, he's not going to be back until yeah. the beginning of next year, probably. Um. I don't think they're going to rush the fiend. I, I mean, it's WWE. They definitely could. I uh, wouldn't put it past them, but I don't think they're going to. I think we might get a rematch, so it's possible. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else. Like they, anything would be kind of rushed now because it's already going to be October. Eh, I guess not. There's still almost a month. Yeah, and do remember that the draft is happening. That's true. Um, yeah, so, so I think if anybody that's currently on SmackDown, it'll be Jey Uso again. If not, it'll be somebody coming over from the draft. Or yeah, maybe they'll switch sense. the titles in the draft. Who knows? Yeah, and then we can get Roman versus Randy, uh, heel versus heel, where yes. uh, Randy has to use night vision goggles to find Paul Heyman's underwear oh, uh, please. in the locker room. That's what maybe, I want. Uh, maybe... Uh, what's his name? Roman will take this month off because he's the new Brock Lesnar. So who knows? Oh, please, I hope that they give Roman the Brock yeah. Lesnar schedule. <laughs> yep. that's how you make him a real heel. I mean, dude, if you had watched this, he is a super heel now. So he's not a Lesnar heel until no. he doesn't. He kidnaps uh, the world yeah. championship. Um. Okay. So thank you, Rob, for mm-hmm. the breakdown uh, and mini review. If anyone has not watched Champions. this ladder match, go find it. The ladder match is ph- phenomenal. It's so worth it. Phenomenal. Okay. No pun intended, though it kind of is intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah. What is it? Never something. Never no rust. Something. Uh, never rust. Never. Never rest. Never rust. Who's there we got go. the never juice? Rust, never. Yeah, if you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, Rob did drop an unboxing. A video very for... like controversial video. Like I got. Like very uh, mixed feedback. I don't know what's going on. The internet just does not <laughs> the one... like me. I don't know what it is. 
I guess I, I rub yeah, people I the wrong way. I don't know, man. <laughs> I thought it would be a fun little thing, and I got like people on uh, Reddit being like, "Oh, ugh. hey, to to be fair, <laughs> you do have two. You do have you, you got fifty views on YouTube. That's so true, far. but and, uh, and there's thumbs. There's up a couple of thumbs, thumbs down, down though, so I don't know. There's only one, only one um, thumbs. There down. were two, so I guess the one went away. What, 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 I don't what care. was said like, on I'm Reddit? Doing it. You posted it to uh, Reddit. I don't remember. The guy deleted his comment. Oh, okay. I, I commented yeah. back something like Smarky. It was uh, I, I got him back and he deleted his comment. So I guess I win. So yeah. take that Look Reddit. At, uh, you guys hate take me. That Reddit is so. neat. Um, but yeah, check that out. Uh, our YouTube's linked in the episode description, as is our Twitter mm-hmm. and Facebook. So be sure to do that. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. Yes, yeah, so well. if you guys like unboxings, I did. I bought some stuff from WWE Shop. There's like a mystery bag, mystery bags. I bought two of them. I got eight T-shirts. Find out what they are. So yeah. And just despite what Rob says in the video, uh, he, Mojo Rawley is his favorite wrestler. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so you know, just just know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for the predictions, like I said, I did win, so I am the current uh, Deep Six champion for our predictions. And like I did hint at before, uh, we have our G1 prediction going on for the entire tournament. And before the tournament started, I said if I won the title at Clash of Champions, I would put it on the line. And so now that I'm champ. Titles on the line, um, and Ryan came in last place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I haven't listened to his punishment, so I don't know if he addresses the controversy as he's calling it. But uh, he claims that WWE, specifically Vince McMahon, is uh, in his own words fucking on him uh, by you know. Uh, I think this is, he said it's the second time that he's uh, he's done predictions for a WWE show this year and a match that would have greatly affected him. Uh, the match got pulled or changed the day. However, off. he claims he got no points for that. He got a point for that match. So he did get a point. Um, I just want to say now that I called up Vince McMahon once with predictions were in. I said, "Hey, buddy, I need Ryan to lose this show. <laughs> can you? Can you? Uh, can you make it happen?" And he was like, "Sure thing, pal." And yeah, oh, it's such good. That's shit. what I like to hear. And that's what happened. Hell yeah. Um. Um. But so his his punishment is that he had to read the entire Wikipedia page for WWE's Clash of Champions pay-per-view, the 2020 edition, uh, but in an ASMR style. Um, So if you want to torture yourself and listen to I I originally I wrote this punishment up as I was doing the predictions because I needed something. And uh, I was like, oh, the the Clash of Champions like Wikipedia page isn't going to be that long. This should take somebody like five minutes to do, and uh, it, sure enough, it took Ryan thirty five minutes to do. <laughs> I, probably uh, so I probably could have told you it was going to be a decent length, <laughs> so so a bit longer than expected. But he did do it. It is done, and it is attached to the end of this podcast. So if you need something to fall asleep to tonight, and you want to listen to the WWE Clash of Champions Wikipedia page, <laughs> oh, I already uh, plan on it, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> by, all, by all means, tune into the end of this episode for 35 minutes of Ryan's. Uh, Bro, Ryan's when, when I'm trying voice. to play Among Us later and get pumped up to win, I'm going to be listening to it. So there, there you go. All right. Uh, that does it for our pre stuff. So let's do dynamite for the rest of the episode. Um, so, yeah, uh, we kicked things off here. Uh, Tony Schiavone was not on commentary, um, which was. Uh, a thing uh, that we got to later. Taz was in his place and our opening match was Ricky Starks and Darby Allen. Ricky Starks came out with a custom body bag that was all painted up for Darby. And then we, uh, we, I, I think JR threw it to, he said, we have a message from Darby Allen. 
we got another one of these black and white videos with uh, JPEG Mafia, the rapper, introducing uh, Ricky or not Ricky, introducing Darby for his match with Rich, uh, Ricky. Big fan of JPEG Mafia. If you're a rap fan, and you haven't heard of him. Check him out. Experimental stuff. Very good. Chef's kiss. Uh, I was kind of waiting for him to eventually make an appearance for AEW with Darby this year after he did, again, shout Darby out in his song. Um, so we did get that. So there's another celebrity cameo in Darby Allen's uh, videos. We had Tony Hawk, we had Travis Pastrana, and now we had JPEG Mafia. So uh, nice little thing here. And then we got Ricky Starks and Darby Allen. Uh, I'm assuming this is the blow off to their, their blood feud here. Yeah, probably. Uh, they got a decent amount of time. So that's what I would assume. This was... Very, very good. Yes, it was. Very this, hard this hitting. Definitely meant to be on a pay-per-view, I feel like. Um, I mean, to be fair, we do have uh, full gear, so these two could go back at it again with, like, a I mean, I'd be okay with that. that. I, I kind of want more. I would absolutely I want okay more from them. That. Yeah. Um, similar to how Darby and Sammy Guevara were tearing it up earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Ricky Starks has now come aboard, and he's kind of slid his place into the younger area of mm-hmm. the roster. And he's making a name for himself. Uh, this was a very good opener. This was definitely the right call to open the show. Um, this was fast-paced, hard-hitting, and there was a there was a story already told here. Uh, Brian Cage came out pretty early on uh, to get involved, but Will Hobbs came out to run off Cage, which was a setup for uh, something on a future show that we got info on later on. Uh, but good to see Will Hobbs has not been forgotten, and uh, he will be getting something soon. So I like that a lot. Yeah, I agree. Uh, again, some really good stuff here. Um, there was the, the big crazy spot for me was the the spear that Ricky Starks hit on Darby. Mm, yeah, that was nasty. This was yeah, uh, really really nice. So, um, and Darby Allen is just really great at selling selling things. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, Darby went for a big springboard move, and Stark hit him with his beautiful spear. Uh, and, but that was not enough. It did not, it did not finish the match. Uh, and he never got to go for Rochelle. No, Bo, he did. Finisher. He was trying to do it on, to, in the, on the top, off the top rope. He was trying to do I it. I was wondering oh, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, kept yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. Rochambeau. I'm like, what are they talking about? What is yeah, that? yeah, yeah. That is yeah, his yeah. finisher. Okay. He was okay. trying to do it on top, uh, off um, the top rope, but, uh, Darby got out of it. Yes. And so Darby, uh, gets out of it and, uh, he ends up hitting a coffin drop across yeah, the spot. They already damaged uh, back of Ricky Starks. Yeah. Of Ricky Starks. Ricky, <laughs> Ricky Starks is laying face down and eats this coffin drop. And that is it. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see this continue this feud, honestly, because I would, I would like to see uh, Ricky Starks get the rub as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, uh, not really a fan of 50, 50 booking. Somebody should win. Yeah, no, few, I, agree. But, I agree. Um, and Darby has lost a they, lot, get... especially in big matches. So I feel like, yeah, he that is true. Benefits. So I think him getting a win yeah. here definitely is a good thing, especially cause I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked if Darby gets put in the tournament that we'll talk about later. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Um, so we'll see, but very good stuff. Uh, and a very, very solid yeah, open I, for I, AW. I this was agree. one of their better. Teams I, I mean, I mean, year. honestly, you can put both of the guys in the tournament and they can go against each other. They could do that. They, they could do that. Theoretically, honestly. Yeah. Actually, now that you said that they could have both guys in the tournament, they have to face off against each other. Starks could get the win and Starks loses in the tournament. And you could do Starks and Allen again at full gear outside yeah, of the tournament with some stipulation so, or something. And, they can just like kill each other. And yeah, that would be a rubber match because it would be one on one. So, um, uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind that. That's actually a pretty good idea. Um, Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. But yeah, in a year where AEW's had some really good TV matches, this was another one. Um, and then 
we got to see Cody Rhodes making his entrance again. And oh, baby, we got the full prelude again. Mm -hmm. Last week, it made sense where he was making his grand return. If he starts doing this shit every week, at least, like, it makes me dislike Cody in a way. It is a very, like, heel thing to do to have this great elaborate entrance like this every single week. Um, (laughs) You're not wrong. And he does does have a heel look. Yeah, he definitely does. To be fair. Uh, I think we are, they are, we're getting closer yeah. to it. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and then we got this Cody promo <laughs> where, uh, if you saw on Twitter, um, or, and in our group chat, I pointed it out. <laughs> he, he really tried to put over this. I, what's the name of the, the show? Big, the big, the, the, not the big show show, the big, big the big game the, show. What is it? Oh my God. It's Isn't like, it just the big show. No. Uh, it's something show. I don't remember. The bigger show? <laughs> I don't know. It's Let's so, just say it's, it's the this, big it's show. Game it's show. like a typical game show. Yeah. It looks like an America's Got yeah, Talent it, type of show. It's just typical um, bullshit. Yeah. It's got Burt Kreisner, the um, stand-up comedian. Cody's a judge. Snoop Dogg's a judge. Uh, who else uh, is there? Jennifer Nettles and um, someone else. Yeah, I don't That's know. way more famous than yeah, Jennifer I'm, Nettles. I'm yeah, I don't know why, why I'm forgetting, but... Uh, this, yeah, I, again, Cody was really putting over the show. And I mean, if you're into just, you know, shilling for a game show, then maybe you were into this, but this, this was, yeah, it's very yeah. I'm, not, I'm honestly not surprised you did it. <laughs> no, to be fair, ex- I don't think this was a Cody. I feel like a lot it's of, just, like a lot yeah. of people who are involved with like other stuff, like outside, like they promote their stuff on TV and stuff. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. Again, like if this was if this was WWE having a, like one of their guys on a game show, they would do the same thing. If you have anybody who's doing a side project that's a major thing on a network, yeah, yeah, you're going to promote it. I get it. It's um, just, you know. So I mean, I, I get it. And again, I don't think this was like, eh, it doesn't really make sense for the for the yeah. feud and stuff. Um at least on Cody's behalf, he did work Oh, it into his it's promo. the Go Big Show. That's the name. The Go Big <laughs> Show. Uh, I knew it had show. Big Show okay. in it. Go Big. <laughs> The big show is going to be that's, on that's, it, so he's going to go. That's what we like to hear. Um, oh, Rosario yes. Dawson is. I knew it was someone more judge. famous than Jennifer okay. Nettles. <laughs> yes, um, but he did work it into his uh, his promo, like talking all of the other judges up and then saying, "Who the hell is he? He's the guy who got beat by Brody Lee yeah. in three minutes." Um, and he transitioned the promo nicely into talking about um, him losing, obviously, basically a squash mm-hmm. match. More like a murder, for being honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then when he got to Brody, uh, he he did mention he he said as to Brody's offer, which again last week we had Brody cut his promo uh, with the dog collar and the Brandy Rhodes bikini picture thing, um, where he was challenging Cody to a dog collar match after Cody made his return and ran off the Dark Order and Brody, um, and Cody says no. And then starts leaving, and then comes back to the ring and starts screaming "No regrets!" Uh, and he accepts the he yeah. accepts the match. He left a massive booze too, so that yeah. was interesting. So I guess uh, the, the fans seem like they'd be ready and receptive to a Cody heel turn when it comes. Yeah, yeah, I can de- I can definitely see him losing um, to Brody Lee, and then that's really going to push him over the edge. Yeah, I think one hundred percent Cody loses to, to Brody that. and goes on a downward spiral. If that doesn't happen, I'd be very upset. <laughs> Um, no, Brody he's going to be on the Go again. Big Show, and he's going to turn super face. Mm-hmm. Oh, please, probably. 
Um, I hope he does a whole heel persona yes. on the Go Big Show. Yeah, he he comes out with he his, starts his, like, his uh, entrance, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and it takes fuck. up it takes up fifteen minutes yeah. of the show. Okay, he's not Yoshihashi. <laughs> Bro, listen, oh. we'll we'll talk with about his that pre- later. Yoshihashi with his pre theme song before his theme song. His pre theme oh, yeah, song is terrible. His actual theme song is all right. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, Brody comes down, um, and there we get a big brawl. This brawl went yeah. on for way too long. Uh, Dark Order comes out, and a bunch of the random people at ringside, and some of the people from the back for the rest of the roster come out, ma- namely uh, Billy yeah. of the Gun mm-hmm. Club. Uh, everybody's favorite. Love Billy. Um, Brandy Rhodes comes out, does a big senton on like some of the Dark Order members. And takes them all out. Yep, they come all on. fall down. Anna Jay comes down to try and attack Brandy. They get into it. Then Kylan King and some other girl who I, I don't know, uh, who I'm assuming is also on Dark, uh, get involved. Then Tay Conti comes down. Nyla Rose jumps the barricade and starts attacking people. <laughs> this was a mess. There was yeah. so much going on. Here. It was definitely a cluster. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a mess. And this again, this went on for way too long. Like Cody and Brody kept getting separated and coming back and then separated and back. Uh, this, 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 uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know. This was something I'm excited for the match next week, despite it being a dog uh, dog collar match, which me and Joey both stated last week. Not too big of fans of the stipulation, but yeah. if anybody's going to do it right, I think yeah, I think be able so. to do it. I hope so. Um, so that's yeah, that's uh, that was that segment. Uh, again, they could have cut like five minutes off of it, and it would have been much better. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Probably not wrong. Uh, we had an FTR interview after that with uh, Tully and Tony Schiavone was doing it. Um, the Young Bucks show up and they just super kick Tony Schiavone and uh, FTR are kind of just upset that they didn't get yeah. super kicked. Well, um, yeah, that's true. They The Young Bucks did tweet before the show that they Venmoed uh, Tony Khan money <laughs> for what they were going to do tonight. So <laughs> Was it Venmo or was it PayPal? Um, I don't remember. It was, it was one PayPal. of the two. One of the two, Not that Venmo matters, or PayPal, whatever. They but, sent Tony Khan yeah. the money. Um, but so yeah, uh, I don't know if we're going to get FTR versus the Bucks at full gear, but it is a potential thing. Uh, it's going to be weird if they do it, just because the Bucks are so heel now and FTR. It, it are was also heels. PayPal. I'm sorry, my mistake. Oh, that's okay. okay. So, uh, but the same thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, so so they have now super kicked a referee. Uh, they said it was Matt Posey. They got Tony Schiavone and Alex Marvez. So I think they got a they got That's a lot of money. Jim Ross yeah. in. It's a lot of money they're racking up. I just want to see Jr. sell. I want to see him sell. I don't think he will. <laughs> I, yeah, he's going into business for himself. He's just going to sit there and take it and not move. Yeah, I can see he's it. Gonna, he's going to he's going to get hit with a super about, kick. He's going to talk gonna about the restaurant he's quality do a picture in picture. What kind of restaurant? I don't Maybe know. Maybe a good restaurant. I Maybe, still hopefully understand a good this. restaurant. Actually, you know what? No, it's a horrible Ryan restaurant he wants because Pitcher give... and Pitcher, I hate this. I hate it. Yeah, maybe. I hate it because how he um... hypes it up. No one should be that excited for that. <laughs> I, yeah, 100%. Ryan said he's he wants to give Boomer of the Week to Josh Matthews for his <laughs> him and Madison Rain's commentary this week about like liquor on uh, Impact. Uh, do we have anything besides the restaurant quality picture in picture um, that we could give it to I didn't hear Jim Ross for? To be no, I, honestly, I didn't. I really didn't notice anything bad. I this feel week, like, so. yeah, Jim, I think Jim Ross escaped yeah. this week unscathed. Yeah, 
So it looks like Josh Matthews might be getting it. Um, after this, we got our uh, AEW World Tag Team Championship match with the 20-minute time limit. Um, and as SCU are making their entrance, we get a short promo from them. And as they're coming through like the tunnel, Sean Spears is just like leaning against it, smirking at them, and he just says, mm-hmm. "Good luck." What a nice man! Uh, so continuing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, thought he was going to uh, get involved somehow, but he didn't. So. Continuing yeah. to tease that he, he will is doing with FTR, that. but still no, still nothing yet. But uh, and we also had Adam Page on commentary, who had a glass of yeah. I think he said it was whiskey with him, um, and his little the the thing on his nameplate said uh, mm-hmm. he's unprepared. <laughs> uh, nice touch. I thought this was a really solid tag match. Uh, SCU and FTR uh, had a very good tag match when FTR first came in, though it was Kazarian and Daniels who faced them. Um, but uh, Kazarian and Scorpio Sky, they did mention this is the first time they've teamed up in several yeah, months. Yeah, that is true. Um, and they didn't really feel like they lost a step. These two are still really good together. Um, so I was a big fan of this. Uh, they went very I, that's close what I to the felt like. I felt like it was like forever. I felt like it was a super long match. I was like, this is going to go down to it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, again, I was I, a big fan of this. This was well, much really, faster. I, I missed match a lot of this. FTR. I don't know how. I don't really remember this match at all. Okay. Yeah, I actually enjoyed it. I was actually uh, it wasn't gonna say I was surprised, but I really did enjoy this match as well. Yeah, um, Scorpio Sky and Kazarian kept coming very close to winning this, but yeah, every, they a lot just, of near FTR falls. kept kicking out, and FTR FTR did have to cheat to win. Um, oh, also FTR did also technically cheat to get uh, Christopher Daniels thrown out. After Cash Wheeler, um, like, fake blamed oh, yeah, uh, that is Daniels true. for tripping him on the ropes. Uh, so Daniels got tossed from ringside while Tully was still out there, um, which obviously as he was going notable. Back, uh, uh, Adam Page asked him to get him another drink, which was funny. <laughs> that is true. That is true. We did get that. Um, but, yeah, Tully got to stay out here, and Tully d- did play a part in the finish. Um he uh, he hel- he's held down Scorpio's uh, foot once to help with a maneuver. I think it was like a suplex. And then after, what's his face? Uh, I think it was Wheeler. Yeah, it was definitely Wheeler because um, Hardwood is the ba- the bald man. Mm. Um, uh, Wheeler Wheeler lands on Scorpio Sky, and Tully holds Scorpio's feet down to prevent him from kicking out. And so they cheat to win. And again, it, it, without Tully there, I think you could have made the argument that uh, SCU was going to win that match. Um, so good storytelling there. Um, and again, I don't know what the future holds for SCU since they are seemingly starting to push Scorpio more as a singles guy. Um, but I, I again, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing this match again. Yeah, Very good I stuff. Uh, after this, we did have... We, we got back on commentary and they did announce... Well, Jim Ross had teased a bit earlier in the night, which was uh, an announcement regarding Full Gear, which is in November, November 7th. Day, is it again? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, okay. So it's Saturday, November 7th, I, I believe. Um, excuse me. Uh, and so what they announced is an eight-man tournament, and is for so it's going to take place on Dynamite, uh, and the winner, the finals are going to take place at Full Gear, and the winner of the finals gets an AEW World Championship shot, so we're getting another tournament. I'm all for it. Uh, good tournaments in wrestling are always good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, and we got our first three entrants into this tournament. We have Jungle Boy Jack mm-hmm. Perry, 
uh, big fan. Ray Phoenix, and last but not least, Kenny Omega. And as uh, as Excalibur says, Kenny Omega, Adam Page has to like, do a double oh, take. He's so disappointed. And uh, he just takes off his headset and leaves. And yeah, it's uh, it's he just I, really I, wants again to my be prediction a team still with Kenny Omega. He does, and. I'm very interested in if Paige is going to be in the tournament and if he what what happens if he's not. Um, I think uh, the most obvious direction for this is that Paige and Omega are in opposite sides mm-hmm. of the bracket and you have them face off in the finals yeah. against each other. But AEW's done unpredictable booking in the past, so I could totally see Paige not getting in this tournament or getting eliminated and not making it to the finals. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a possibility too. I don't know. Uh, either way, I'm excited. Uh, Jungle Boy and Phoenix are good additions, and I'm excited to see who the other five people are going to be. Um, after this, we had Chris Jericho versus Isaiah Cassidy, which was built last week when we had the big promo segment between the Hardy Party and Inner Circle. Uh, honestly, this match over-delivered for me. I was not expecting this to be that special, but I thought Jericho really sold for Isaiah Cassidy. Uh, yeah, match. I was a big fan of this, and there was... There was yeah. times where you thought that uh, Isaiah was going to actually win. Yeah, there were yeah. several times that he actually looked like he had uh, won. Um, and again, to be fair, Chris Jericho oh. should win this match. Yeah. Obviously, putting over younger talent is important. But as commentary stated, this is Isaiah Cassidy's first singles yeah, match that's, on I mean, Dynamite. That's fair. I mean, he, he um, still looks And he's, he's 23. For, Just I mean, for pulling, yeah, again, like, Jericho did a uh, great job. You know, pushing a legend to the limits, you know, there, there's no shame. Yeah, I mean, that's going to get yes. you, like, some good rub. Yeah. Like, backstage and everything. Yeah, like, some good uh, some good rub uh, for your mm, wings. Some, like, dry Ooh, rub. Yeah. Let's talk to Jim Ross about dry um, rubs. Um, like that. I'm going to need to say this now. Yes. Uh, if Jericho doesn't stop picking on Luther, we're going to have to have a... We're going to have to have an issue. Well, 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 well we are going to have an issue because they did announce. We'll get to that. <laughs> but, uh, but we did have a really good finish again here. Um... Cassidy was going off the top rope and got caught mm-hmm. with the Judas effect. So, solid Judas effect and believable way to finish him off uh, after ha- putting in a great performance here. So, good stuff. And both now both members of Private Party had put on put in good singles performances this year with Mark Quinn taking on Cody for the TNT title and Cassidy yeah. versus Jericho. So, you like to see it. Uh, the bigger story of this match <laughs> is Luther <laughs> and <laughs> Serpentico. Uh... <laughs> We are getting. I don't think it's going to be a feud or anything. But next yeah, week on Dynamite, a, we are getting Luther versus Luther and Serpentico versus Hager and Chris Jericho because Luther and Serpentico got involved in this match. Yeah, and they, and they really want. Uh, they really want uh, Hager and uh, Jericho to be great tag team. So yeah. Uh, so post match, as the Inner Circle um, got in the ring to beat up. Uh, and Cassidy, Mark Quinn, and Matt Hardy got them out of there, and they got out like right in front of uh, Luther and Serpentico, and uh, Hager and Jericho just attacked them, and uh, so this is this is a match we're getting: uh, Chaos Project versus Hager and. There was like an Jericho. awkward moment for me in the ring with uh, Hardy when he had the steel chair in his hands. He was like awkwardly standing uh, there. Wait, are you talking about Chris Hardy? Sure, I missed that. I don't. I don't. I don't understand what I, that was. About. Who was it? That. Was it? Uh, who said Chris Hardy? Isn't his name? Wait, what? Was it? Um, Excalibur? Am I even Excalibur that said it? He called him Chris. Yeah, Hardy. 
<laughs> I guess he just screwed up. He was like, oh Chris, I mean, God. he was like, Chris Hardy. I mean, Matt Hardy. <laughs> like, yeah, Chris Hardy. He like yeah. had, he had like Jericho on his mind too, probably. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. I don't know. He's got really yeah. confused. I that's that's something. It was good. I liked it. Uh yes. So if you're if you're a big Luther fan, like Pat, like Pat get is. excited for next week. Yeah, like me. Everybody put your finger to your head and pull your tongue out. Pat loves um, doing that. Oh, I absolutely love it. It's my biggest uh Yeah, I woke up this morning and he was right at now. the edge of my bed doing it, and I was a little confused. <laughs> Thanks. Yes, sir. Um, after this, we had another video package for Miro and Kip Sabian prepare, er, preparing uh, the bachelor party. Uh, it looked like they were at like a Dave and Buster's. Yeah, or there was some like arcade um, type place. Was yeah, probably, yeah, it was probably. Like um, and so we're we're still I uh, we're still I don't know what this bachelor party is going to be, but uh, some guy shows up while they're playing. Uh, a video game in the arcade, and apparently he's like this guy looked like a total fucking dweeb. Uh, he was in like a full white suit with like, <laughs> uh, like he had an American flag like handkerchief in his like pocket, like his suit pocket, and then he had it was it wasn't the American flag? Like was it like the Union Jack, Jack yeah. for England or was it? Yeah, like mm-hmm. a tie. Uh, this is disgraced video game uh, <laughs> yeah. world champion. Yeah, Billy yeah. Mitchell. He uh, he held records in Pac Man and Donkey Kong, but supposedly he. But they yeah. they got revoked. Um, but I actually believe they reversed um, it. Okay. Um. Well, either way, this is Billy Mitchell, and apparently he's going to be involved in yeah uh, this story thing that's now. happening. Yeah. Welcome to wrestling. Sure. Uh. So we got. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to wrestling, where we get Billy Mitchell and JPEG Mafia on the same show. Um. After this, we had best friends backstage, and FTR uh, kind of just called them a comedy act, and Orange Cassidy called them weenies. Um, and then we got Orange Cassidy versus Ten. Biggest moment of the biggest star of this match, John Silver. Oh my God. John Silver you need got to be the stopped. Orange Cassidy sunglasses on him, and he put his hand, he put his hands in his <laughs> pockets and started Silver. dancing around. Um, Johnny Hungy <laughs> baby. Uh, <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the moment that he gets to cut a promo and die to my uh, That's the kind of thing that probably be, should not happen. I will be over the moon. I'm, I'm waiting for the moment I for him to get that TNT title match against Brody Lee. Honestly, I'm really hoping that we're building to an Orange Cassidy John Silver match. These two could have a really good comedy match. That's I do also agree. Very well I do agree. Could, These two, because Silver and Reynolds have looked super good in their tag matches lately. Um, namely the private party match at the kickoff for All Out that got added. That was really good. Um, and when Matt Cardona and Cody faced off against them, I believe that we said that Silver and Reynolds looked more impressive than Cody and Cardona. Um, so I'm all for John Silver and Orange Cassidy feuding, or at least having a match together. I think that this would be a nice little thing. Um, That's, and I think I would they would have, no have some really good stuff. Um... We did get a really good spot here on the outside where 10 came down and uh, did the Orange Cassidy pose with the thumbs while um, Orange Cassidy and Five uh, came and did the Trent and Chunk Chunk pose where they hugged him uh, and they got the Rainmaker camera where it just zooms all the way out. Uh, Very good stuff there. Uh, Orange Cassidy did win with, I guess this is his new finisher, which is the Beach Break. Yeah. 
um, which is basically it's just an oh, air I didn't even crash. See it. I don't know. Uh, I'm terrible. So, I'm a yeah. terrible wrestling fan. Yeah. I really wasn't so, watching very well. It was it was cool. It I was, was distracted. <laughs> to be fair, I had some some stuff going on, so we yeah. can talk about that off, uh, um, off camera. Not that there's a camera. Okay. Mm. Not yeah. yeah no, there, I mean, there, there I, I like the move. It was pretty devastating and stuff. Yeah, I mean, to be it, it's basically just oh, the black that's cool. that Taichi yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and again, if you've seen, has a cool name. And if you see, break, you know, Chomper, you know, it's like yeah, the white noise. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Um, so solid stuff here. Um, and then we went backstage for MJF's interaction with the Inner Circle this oh. week. Amazing. Him and Wardlow come into the dressing room. They have a box. It's it's wrapped up. And he unwraps it, and it's filled with, uh, like, Letterman jackets, I guess, for the Inner Circle. And he gives one to each of them, except Sammy Guevara. And he uh, he, he, blame, he kind of blames Wardlow for not being here, so it's very embarrassing. And uh, Sammy kind of asks what MJF's doing here, and Jericho cuts him off and then repeats Sammy's exact lines to MJF. Good stuff. Um, and... And he pretty much just like bluntly asked if MJF wants to join the inner circle. And this was a reference to the promo last year. Uh, I don't know when this was on dynamite, but there was a promo last year with MJF and Jericho talking about if, uh, if MJF wanted to join the inner circle and it was basically just, they both hate Cody mm-hmm. was the story. Um, yeah, I think it was. this is like right after MJF's heel turn. Um, but so this was kind of just a play on that. And MJF did the same thing where he was asking if, Jericho wants him to join the inner circle. Um, alas, we did not get an uh, like a, an answer here again. But MJF does wish him uh, like a happy 30th anniversary for next week's show, which is being billed as the Chris Jericho 30th anniversary show, where we're getting the greatest match of all time: Chris uh, Jericho and Jake Hager versus Luther and Serpentico. Mm. <laughs> yes, I've already sir. voiced my opinion on um, on Hager um, and Jericho tag teaming. Yeah, I think we all agree. Yeah, we both did last time. Doesn't <laughs> need to be. Yeah. Um, and as soon as MJF leaves, Sammy calls him a loser, and Jericho stops him and says, what if he isn't, and sips on some champagne. So uh, this is kind of – this is building off of MJF's promo from, uh, like, when he was talking about possibly having to join yeah. a faction or starting a faction um, to, to get further in AEW. Uh, do you guys no. think he's gonna join Yeah, I don't feel like he I is think he'll either. tease it for a while, like Moxley did, but I think it won't be. I think this will just set up a feud between him and Jericho. I don't think he's gonna. I mean, it can go either I think, way. I think, I think he's joining the inner circle, and I think he's really Jericho. That's what face. I think we're gonna do. All right, all right. I could see. I could also see Sammy possibly yeah, like the, being yeah, outed from the face, inner yeah. circle during all this, and Wardlow would be his replacement. I, I don't know. There's there's a lot of what ifs because Wardlow's there, Sammy's there, Hager's there. Who's aligned with Jericho? Santana and Ortiz need something to do, and in current inner circle, they're kind of the outliers of not really being used their full potential. Um, so I think rebranding the group and eventually uh, getting Jericho out of there would probably be beneficial. Um, and it would allow Jericho to do something different, uh, and he loves to reinvent himself. So seeing Jericho do something other than the inner circle in AEW would also be yeah. quite interesting. Um, and it would also give you a way to eventually do mm-hmm. babyface Jericho versus heel MJF. So, um, 
After this, we had our women's match for the night, which was Britt Baker making her in-ring return versus Red Velvet from AW Dark. Uh, this was a solid little women's match. Um, Red Velvet actually looked pretty good here. I've only seen her wrestle in, like, one dark match. Um, but I, she she held her own here. Uh, Britt looked good. It it's looks good like to see Britt back up, in a real match. Which is good to see. Yeah. I agree, 100%. Um, she has a new finisher. Uh, she went for her, like, twisting fisherman neckbreaker and then hit a yeah. curb stomp, or what was supposed to be a curb stomp. Um... Kind of like a bit of work, lock things she but, was doing, to be honest. Made more sense. Well, I think yeah. this is just giving her a second finisher. Because uh, some yeah, people yeah, yeah. in AEW have, like, two finishers. Like, Moxley has the the bulldog choke, which he uses it to pass people out. Um, he also has the paradigm shift, so we're having the lock choke on the curb uh, stop. I see finisher that. If, you, if your main finisher is a submission, yeah, 100%. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, a submission. Like, Brian has the running knee. How she did uh, it, just like... It just kind of was like it confused me. Like I didn't realize that was going to be like the finish of the match. I thought it was just like a regular move, to be honest. Yeah. Um. Well, hopefully, yeah. hopefully yeah, she yeah, works yeah. on it a bit more. Fair, and it's a yeah. More devastating in the future. Um. But I, I agree. Like Rob said, I think if you're a submission wrestler, I mean, you even Mister even Mister he is submission master has a regular. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I agree. As a person, he's got the sack driver, like, baby. Submission of finishers, I do agree that should definitely have. A yeah. backup. Hey, I'm with you, Joey. Yeah. They I mean, can I be don't hate effective. Them. I just I agree. They can be um, effective, but they're not yeah, my favorite. Yeah. There's some that I really, really like and that are yeah. really, really devastating. But some are just like like when like when a wrestler has just like the like the rear like the rear naked choke. It's like eh. It <laughs> yeah. is, especially for like a big I think that's just an like, overused eh. finish. <laughs> um uh, Post match, Britt mm-hmm. Baker put the lockjaw in on Red Velvet, um, so we did get that. Um, and after this, they did go down the card for next week's Dynamite, which does have Jericho and Hager versus the Chaos Project, which is Luther and Serpentico. Brian Cage will be defending the FTW Championship against Big Will Hobbs, and uh, we're getting the dog collar match for the TNT Championship, which is Cody and Brody. And once again, they did advertise. Lance Archer and John mm. Moxley for the four, uh, October fourteenth sure we'll episode. Get it. So, um, hopefully, hopefully we do get that. Um, after this, Eddie Kingston makes his entrance, and he comes out with Penta and uh, Phoenix, as well as Bryce Remsburg. And as we come back from commercial break, we get an Eddie Kingston promo. Um, and the the main point about this was him like interrogating Bryce about why. He called off the match last week uh, when Moxley had him in the bulldog choke. And Bryce's reasoning was that they've known each other for years. Eddie knows his wife and kids. They're friends. But when it comes to the wrestling match, this is their job. And this is a professional choice he had to make. He has to protect Eddie Kingston from himself. And so he called the match. And Eddie calls on Phoenix and Pentagon to take him out. But as he does that, Moxley's music hits. And Moxley comes down with his... Uh, barbed wire yeah, bat. This true. never ended up coming into play. I was assuming he would have used this at some point, but uh, no, he did not. Uh, and so as Moxley's fighting them off and getting them out of the ring, the butcher, Andy Williams, pops up behind Moxley, and Eddie Kingston reveals that he will be fighting the butcher in the main event for the world championship. So, you know, it's it's the week of tag team wrestlers getting the world title shots. Uh, we got Jey Uso, now we mm-hmm. got Butcher. 
And That's on Sunday, true, we're getting yeah. Kyle O'Reilly for Finn Balor. To, to be fair, so, though, uh, shout out to all you tag Kyle O'Reilly is a legitimate challenger. Oh, yeah. And actually, I don't yeah, think, I think he will only because it's so win the belt off Finn. I but if don't this think were he will. Like a couple months into the rain, he would yeah, if, 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 have a chance. Yeah, I think, I think O'Reilly definitely will win the title eventually, um, which I'm all oh, for. Oh, O'Reilly is O'Reilly. probably one of my favorite people on the NXT roster. Auto parts. Um, but this was a solid main event. Nothing too special here. Uh, this wasn't Which as good I as didn't King see. I still, I know what, I didn't actually, even know what happened. This actually so. surprised me. Um, I think this, yeah, I thought, I think this actually yeah. was surprising. I did not expect this to be good at all, to be honest. I'm glad the butcher does like running cross bodies. I'm always a fan oh, of big men who do it. Like Bray Wyatt's running cross body always looks good. Uh, you know, big men Good doing cross bodies. Chest kiss. Uh, we need more of it. Big Show just so running at people with cross bodies. What about it? Big Show's moonsault. People love that. Oh God! <laughs> Apparently, he used to do moonsaults in WCW. <laughs> so true. Oh, well, I was talking. I was thinking oh, about no, his, no, the two no. uh, the moonsaults are... I made him do in two K. Oh my God! Um, stop more like it. the four fifty splashes. <laughs> brilliant stuff. Seeing his model do that. Um, but yeah, I thought Butcher delivered. This is. This is, again, this I is would the, probably so, the biggest yeah. match of his entire career, wrestling yeah. in the main event of Dynamite in a singles match against Moxley. Um, and I thought he did well for this spot. Um, again, he has been wrestling for all that long. It's only been probably a couple years for him. I'm trying to think when he made his debut. Uh, the first match I saw of him was 20... I want to say 2017? 2017 or 2018 at the first Joey Janela's spring break. Um, and so seeing him, you know, Transition over to Dynamite's always cool to see, um, especially as somebody who's a fan of Every Time I Die. Um, and so I was a fan of this. Yeah, and obviously 60 uh, year old uh, Butcher actually surprised me. The Butcher was yeah. Good for him. I was a big fan, big fan that the Butcher did not come out here in his uh, his Butcher gear. He's got the painter gear, he's in the white, bright white pants. Um, I, I do like the painter look on him and Blade more than the. The butcher and the blade <laughs> dressing like a gimp, um, which I've never understood why yeah. he has like a gimp mask on. Um, but uh, I thought this was a solid main event. Again, this this over delivered just because I wasn't expecting anything from a, a butcher match, like a butcher singles match with John Moxley mm-hmm. randomly tossed on dynamite. Um, but I thought they had a pretty yeah, good Moxley's uh, doing. Here, so uh, I'm not mad. The Okada thing and doing uh, submission finishers. I know. Yeah, well, again, Just to kidding. be fair, Moxley has used submissions in AW already. He's used the rear naked choke and he's used the bulldog lock. I don't know what this is, but he did use a. So are we? Are are there here. other people talking about how disappointed um, they are in Okada right now? Yes, with absolutely. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I have If you check Twitter, and a, lot of, and a lot of people, YouTube, a lot or of anything, people don't think it's just kayfabe either. People think that they, he's. People think that he's actually like on. Um, I wonder. It's a possibility. I don't think that's the I mean, case. I, I don't think he's on board. Yeah. I don't think that. I feel like. I, I don't think that's the case. Um, because again, as evidenced by they his did, match, Tai Chi, today, but I hate that a really, really good say match. It. Tai Chi, even with the goddamn. Uh, I don't, don't want to say Tai Chi carried the match, but it really helped to have him. It really helped to have him there. It really helped. I, to see, have I wouldn't. Him. I wouldn't no, say Tai Chi carried the match because a lot of it was Okada. A lot yeah. of it was Okada selling though. Um, so I think it yeah. was equal. It was parts. definitely Tai Chi obviously did a lot of the heavy lifting because he was the one. I disagree, but I thought it was good in my opinion, at least. 
I think it was probably the third best Okada match. Um, but still good. Uh, that so that is our AEW review for uh, this week's Dynamite. I give it a I, thumbs up. Sure, a thumbs up. I I don't know. I I'll give it. I don't remember anything from this episode <laughs> except for the opening match. Yeah, I'll give it a thumbs up. Yes. Um, so that's going to do it for this review. Uh, again, me and Ryan will be back tomorrow morning with uh, the G One review for Night Eight. And then you got so we got several days off before the tournament comes back next. Uh, I think next Monday or Tuesday. Um, for a string of four shows in a row. Oh, wow! I think all of them are at five. Oof, trash. Well, at hey man, if they were like tomorrow, if they were like two um, or three thirty, I would watch with you. But five thirty, I can't. That's true. Yeah, it's okay. I honestly don't mind yeah. it. My sleep schedule is kind of just getting adjusted to this at this point. Um, but I will yeah, be five, looking forward to five thirty is my cutoff. Go back to like, uh, like I've done waking up at three, the three day. o'clock one. <laughs> Um, but yeah. See, that's not when I wait. I wouldn't be yeah. waking up. I'd be falling. Asleep. Um, I'm falling asleep at like six a.m. So yeah, you know, yeah. Yes. To be fair, though, you have a reason to. You do work Rise. the night shift yeah. at your job, so understandable. Um, but again, if you, uh, I do see. I have taken note, and I've said it on all the podcasts so far that the G1 coverage and New Japan in general is. Uh, the stuff that's getting the best views for us. So if you are enjoying the G1 reviews, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. We do appreciate it. Leave a review if you're on Apple and uh, share it with anybody who you know that likes wrestling or that follows New Japan. We'd appreciate it. And uh, we hope you keep enjoying the rest of the tournament and we'll keep putting out reviews for you to listen to. So that's that. Uh, Again, we'll see you tomorrow for that show and then next week. So hope you all have a good rest of the week if you're not tuning in to uh, oh, no, no, no. You? you think that, that we're done with you? We got you for 35 more minutes. Ooh. Oh, yes. Sh- yeah, shit. Sorry. I completely forgot. Oh, my God. Uh, so that's that's it from us. But uh, for the next 35 minutes after this, you can listen to Ryan read the ASMR version of the WWE Clash of Champions 2020 pay-per-view Wikipedia page. Uh, again, for 35 minutes, ASMR style. Make sure you have your headphones on for this, people. Don't mess around here. If you're doing ASMR, if you're listening to it, you got to listen to it right. You have to have headphones in. Um, or just a loudspeaker or something. You know, something that really gets you in the mood. Uh, for the, well, <laughs> this. That sounds yeah. sexual. Uh, I'm sorry. I mean, maybe it is. Maybe when you hear him talking about Jey Uso and Roman Reigns, maybe it will get sexual. That's, I have not yeah. listened to this. I have not proof, like, listened to this. I know Ryan said, Ryan said he recorded an intro for it. Uh, he said, I don't have to edit anything, so I'm just attaching it to this episode and sending it out to the world. So uh, whatever Ryan says, if yes, he says anything 100%. controversial, it does not reflect our uh, our views. <laughs> um, but uh, we hope you enjoyed the review of Dynamite and Rob's little mini review of Clash of Champions. We look forward to talking to you more about the G1 as it goes on. And oh, also, I think we're going to have a review for uh, TakeOver yeah, sure. on Sunday. I, um, sounds good to me. So if you're watching TakeOver... If you're watching TakeOver this Sunday, uh, keep an eye out for that. We will have that. Um, and then again, like I said, G1 next week, uh, Impact next week, and AEW next week as as per the usual. So until then, bye. Stay safe. Later. We'll talk to you next time. All right. So this is Ryan. I'm here with my uh, ASMR po- uh, punishment for Clash of Champions. Uh, 2020. 
um, the WWE fucked on me um, by screwing me out of multiple points. I'm just going to continue with that. Um, I 100% believe that Bailey would have beaten Nikki Cross clean as a whistle. Um, and yeah, uh, stop fucking on me when I do WWE predictions, WWE. Uh, but for those of you who don't know, I have to do ASMR reading of the Wikipedia page for the event of Clash of Champions 2020. I've never done ASMR, so bear with me. Hope you like it. Uh, and fuck the WWE for fucking on me. <clears throat> Clash of Champions 2020. Clash of professional wrestling pay-per-view and WWE Network event produced by WWE for their Raw and SmackDown brands divisions. It took place on September 27th, 2020. Parentheses. Originally September 20th. Parentheses. At the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida. It was the fourth event in the Clash of Champions chronology and featured WWE's virtual fan viewing experience called the Thunderdome. As per the theme of the event, all championships across the Raw and SmackDown brands were defended with the exception of the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship, which was originally scheduled to be defended, but the match was canceled as the champions were not medically cleared to compete. Class of Champions Promotion Promotional Poster Featuring Drew McIntyre Bailey Asuka And Roman Reigns Promotion WWE Brand or Brands Raw And Smackdown Date of Event September 27th, 2020, City, Orlando, Florida, Venue, the Amway Center, Attendance, Zero, Behind Closed Doors, Tagline, Gold Rush, WWE Network Event Chronology Previous Payback Next NXT Takeover 31 Clash of Champions Chronology Previous 2019 Eight matches were contested at the event including one on the kickoff pre-show. In the main event, Roman Reigns defeated Jay Uso.
16. Similar to its predecessor, Night of Champions, the concept of the show is that every active WWE championship for the brand divisions featured at the event are defended. The 2020 event featured the Raw and SmackDown brands and their respective titles. Raw's WWE Championship SmackDown's Universal Championship The Raw Women's Championship The SmackDown Women's Championship Raw's United States Championship SmackDown's Intercontinental Championship The Raw Tag Team Championship The SmackDown Tag Team Championship And the 24-7 Championship The Women's Tag Team Championship Was also originally scheduled to be defended But the match was cancelled just prior to the event As the defending champions were not medically cleared to compete The 2019 event had also featured the 205 Live brand and its Cruiserweight Championship, but that brand and title were merged under the NXT umbrella in late 2019. Impact of the COVID-19 Pandemic As a result of the COVID-19 pandemic, WWE presented the majority of its programming from the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida since mid-March with no fans in attendance. Although, in late May, the promotion began using Performance Center trainees to serve as a live audience, which was further expanded friends and family members of the wrestlers in mid-June. On August 17th, WWE announced that all future shows and pay-per-views would be held at the Amway Center, a larger venue also located in Orlando, for the, quote, foreseeable future, unquote. Beginning with the August 21st episode of SmackDown. Furthermore, the shows now feature a new fan viewing experience called the Thunderdome, which utilizes drones, lasers, pyro, smoke, and projections. Approximately 1,000 LED boards were installed in the Amway Center to allow fans to virtually attend the events for free and be seen on the rows and rows of LED boards. Arena audio is also mixed with that of the virtual fans so that chants from the fans can be heard. Clash of Champions itself was originally scheduled for September 20th, but was pushed back to September 27th. Storylines The show
show comprised eight matches, including one on the kickoff pre-show. The matches resulted from scripted storylines where wrestlers portrayed heroes, villains, or less distinguishable characters in scripted events that built tension and culminated in a wrestling match or series of matches. Results were predetermined by WWE's writers on the Raw and SmackDown brands, while storylines were produced on WWE's weekly television shows, Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. At SummerSlam, Drew McIntyre defeated Randy Orton to retain the WWE Championship. The following night on Raw, McIntyre gloated about his victory against, quote, the greatest wrestler ever, unquote, with a wrestling move, parentheses, a backslide, end parentheses, and stated that he knew that Orton wanted a rematch. As McIntyre made his exit, Orton attacked McIntyre with two bunts. Later, Orton was confronted by former NXT wrestler Keith Lee, making his Raw debut. Lee, on behalf of McIntyre, challenged Orton to a match. The two faced each other that night. However, the match ended in a disqualification win for Orton after McIntyre attacked Orton. After the ensuing brawl, Orton performed a third punt to McIntyre, taking him out for the next two weeks. Lee then faced Orton in a rematch on, and on behalf of McIntyre once again at Payback, where Lee defeated Orton. On the following night's Raw, three singles matches were set up, with the winners of each facing each other in a triple threat match that night to determine the number one contender for the WWE Championship at Clash of Champions. Orton, Lee, and Seth Rollins won their respective matches, with Orton winning the ensuing triple threat to secure another title opportunity against McIntyre. Throughout the course of that night, McIntyre performed three Claymore kicks to Orton. The following week, McIntyre changed the stipulation of their match to an ambulance match. Also that night, due to the uncertainty if Orton would be able to make it to Clash of Champions as a result of McIntyre's attacks the previous week, Lee faced McIntyre in a non-title match where if Lee won, he would replace Orton in the event that Orton could not compete at Clash of Champions. The match ended in a no contest when Retribution attacked both men. At Payback, Big E and Matt Riddle won their respective matches against Sheamus and King Corbin while in the main event, a now-heel Roman Reigns who aligned himself with Paul Heyman won the Universal Championship. 
cousin, Jay Uso, who won the Fatal 4-Way to earn the title match against Reigns. On the September 11th episode of SmackDown, Lucho House Party's Kalisto and Grand Metalik, parentheses, accompanied by their fellow team member, Lindsay Dorado, end parentheses, defeated SmackDown Tag Team Champions Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura in a non-title match. The following week, Cesaro and Nakamura were scheduled to defend the title against Lucha House Party on the Clash of Champions kickoff pre-show. In May 2020, Sami Zayn was stripped of the Intercontinental Championship after refraining from competing during the COVID-19 pandemic. A tournament to determine a new champion was then won by AJ Styles on the June 12th episode of SmackDown. Jeff Hardy then defeated Styles to win the title on the August 21st episode. Prior to the match, Styles attacked Hardy's leg, which led to medical personnel placing a knee brace on Hardy's injured leg. The following week, Styles interrupted Hardy, feeling that Hardy had cheated in their match as Hardy kicked Styles with his knee brace. As Hardy was leaving, however, Zane returned with his own title belt, claiming that he was the true champion as he has never been defeated. Zane then attacked Hardy as Styles watched on and taunted Hardy afterward. Over the next few weeks, all three would bicker and state their claim on who the real champion was. The rivalry eventually reached a boiling point on the September 18th episode when an enraged Hardy announced that he would defend the Intercontinental Championship against Styles and Zayn in a triple threat ladder match at Clash of Champions. The following week, it was announced that in order to win the match, both title belts, parentheses, Hardy's championship and Zane's fake belt, parentheses, must be retrieved to be declared the undisputed intercontinental champion. Cancelled matches. At Payback, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler won the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship while during the, pre the kickoff pre-show match. The Riot Squad, parentheses, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan, and parentheses, defeated the Iconics, parentheses, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, and parentheses. The following night on Raw, the Riot Squad faced the Iconics in a rematch with the added stipulation that the winning team would earn a shot at the Women's Tag Team Championship while the losing team would disband. The Riot Squad won the match and the title opportunity while the Iconics had to disband as a team. The 
ascended the ladder and unhooked both belts to become undisputed intercontinental champion. Following the match, Zayn declared that he was not the new champion, but that he was still the champion as he had never lost the title in the first place. In a quick backstage segment, an impromptu 24-7 championship defense occurred when SmackDown Drew Gulak pinned champion R-Truth to win the title for the first time. Next, Asuka defeated, defended the Raw Women's Championship against Selena Vega. In the end, Asuka forced Vega to tap out to the Asuka lock to retain the title. Following the match, Asuka stated that Vega was not ready for her. However, she showed respect by bowing to Vega, who then attacked Asuka. After that, Bobby Lashley accompanied by MVP and Shelton Benjamin, defended the United States Championship against Apollo Crews, accompanied by Ricochet. Lashley forced Crews to tap out to the hurt lock to retain the title. In the fourth scheduled match, the Street Profits Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford defended the Raw Tag Team Championship against Andrade and Angel Garza. The ending saw what appeared to be a botched finish as Dawkins performed the Sky High Slam on Andrade. He pinned Andrade, who kicked out at two, but the referee still counted to three for the Street Profits to retain. It has, was later reported that Garza had sustained a knee injury and an audible was called to end the match. Backstage, the, while Drew Gulak was being interviewed on winning the 24-7 championship, R-Truth attacked Gulak by hitting him over the head with a steel catering bowl and pinned him to regain the title for a record 40th time. Next, SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey came out to address her title match in which she originally was scheduled to defend the title against Nikki Cross. As Cross was not medically cleared to compete, Bailey then issued an open challenge to any competitor for the title. After no one seemingly answered the call, Bailey started celebrating as if she had won by forfeit. However, Raw Women's Champion Asuka came out to accept the challenge. In the end, Bailey struck Asuka with a chair. Thus, Asuka won the title, won by disqualification. However, Bailey retained the title. Following the match, Bailey's former tag team partner Sasha Banks, who Bailey had turned.
throughout the match, Orton was attacked by the legends whom he had attacked over the past few months, including Big Show, Christian, and Shawn Michaels. In the end, McIntyre performed the Claymore kick on Orton and placed him in the back of the ambulance. However, before McIntyre closed the door, he performed Orton's own maneuver, the punt on Orton, which Orton also used to take out the aforementioned legends, and then closed the doors on the ambulance to retain the title. Driving the ambulance was Ric Flair, another legend who was attacked by Orton. Main Event In the main event, Roman Reigns, accompanied by Paul Heyman, defended the Universal Championship against his cousin, Jay Uso. Reigns dominated Jay, after which he implored Jay to address him as the, quote, tribal chief and the head of the family. Jay refused and eventually made a comeback. However, during a pin attempt, Reigns performed a low blow on Jay as he kicked out of the pin. Reigns then continued to assert his dominance on Jay, who refused to give up to Reigns' demands. Jay's injured brother, Jimmy Uso, then came out, ready to throw in the towel. However, Jay pleaded with him not to do so. In the closing moments, Reigns viciously beat down a practically unconscious Jay with a fury of blows, forcing Jimmy to throw in the towel. Thus, Reigns retained the title by technical knockout. Following the match, Jimmy tended to Jay and reluctantly told Reigns that he was the chief. Heyman then adorned Reigns with a garland as Reigns celebrated his victory. Aftermath, Raw. The following night on Raw, WWE Champion Drew McIntyre opened the show and celebrated his victory over Randy Orton with The Big Show, Ric Flair, Christian, and Shawn Michaels. Orton then appeared on the Titantron and declared that his war with McIntyre was not over until he had captured the WWE Championship and then stated that McIntyre would pay for what he did. Proving to assert his dominance as a fighting champion, McIntyre then issued an open challenge to any competitor he had not yet faced. Later on the show, a returning Robert Roode, in his first appearance since March 2020, answered the challenge. McIntyre subsequently defeated Roode to retain the title just before the end of the show. However, once Orton once again attacked Big Show, Flair, Christian, and Michaels, who were playing poker in the Legend Room. Asuka defeated, defended the Women's Championship against 
Selena Vega in a rematch. Vega lost once again after tapping out to the Asuka lock. Also on the following Raw, the Hurt Business United States Champion Bobby Lashley, MVP, and Shelton Benjamin faced the team of Apollo Crews, Ricochet, and Mustafa Ali in a six-man tag team match. Ali picked up the win for his team by pinning MVP. SmackDown Results 1. Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Lucha House Party, Kalisto, and Lince Dorado with Grand Metalik Tag Team Match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Time, 10.45. 2. Sami Zayn defeated Jeff Hardy, champion, and AJ Styles. Stipulation, triple threat ladder match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Time, 26 minutes, 35 seconds. 3. Asuka, champion, defeated Selena Vega by submission. Stipulation, singles match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Time, 7 minutes, 5 seconds. 4. Bobby Lashley, champion, with MVP and Shelton Benjamin, defeated Apollo Crews with Ricochet by submission. Singles match for the WWE United States Championship. Time, 8 minutes, 15 seconds. Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford, champions, defeated Andrade and Angel Garza, stipulation, tag team match for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship, time, 8 minutes, 15 seconds. Asuka defeated Bailey, champion, by disqualification. Stipulation, singles match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Time, 3 minutes, 45 seconds. 7. Drew McIntyre, champion, defeated Randy Orton. Stipulation, ambulance match for the WWE Championship. Time, 21 minutes, 35 seconds. 8. Roman Reigns, champion with Paul Heyman, defeated Jay Uso by technical knockout. Stipulation, singles match for the WWE Universal Championship.
And that concludes my punishment for Clash of Champions 2020. Uh, again, fuck WWE for screwing me yet again. I do not want to do WWE predictions ever again because they just keep on screwing me whenever I decide to do them. Um, also, I know this was longer than you guys probably expected it was going to be, as it is currently over 35 minutes. Uh, however, uh, it would have been longer had Pat not told or not told me that I did not have to read the references or external links because that would take too long and it was pointless. So thank you guys for joining. Uh, enjoy. I don't know where this is going to be added on the podcast so enjoy and also uh fuck wwe